0: This is the best and biggest year of my career. Mark my words. I am just getting started. My power up is in motion and I am taking things to a whole new level. Don't believe me? Just watch me work.
1: I am confident in what I create.
0: Those are the affirmations that Callie and I have taped to our respective mirrors. Uh, Mine is, is the modification of the Kevin Hart one and Callie's four words just came out of our own imagination.
1: Yeah, I'm very creative.
0: Five words. (laughs) What is yours again? Mine
1: is, I am competent in what I create.
0: And uh, we encourage everybody. This This is from Callie's therapist from a million years ago. Everybody to tape something on your mirror that you say out loud to yourself every morning. The promise is that if you do it for 21 days, it will change you as a human being.
1: It is a great mind trick.
0: So, if you are not doing it yet, do it. And I know, Callie, you've been giving me crap because it's taken me a couple days to get mine up. I have
1: been giving him a hard time because I really want him to follow through with it. But he did it, it has tape on it. It's go time. (music) Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff.
0: If you were listening to episode 39, then you know the two-night stay to the West End Hilton Head Island Resort and Spa is up for grabs, but there's only one way to win. And that's listen to episode 39 and do what we told you to do in that episode. We're not giving it out now because you're not a dedicated listener. But you can go back and you can find episode (laughs) 39 and listen. Uh, But there is a clock and it's a ticking.
1: You have until Friday, September 13th at noon to enter. and Noon
0: Atlanta time.
1: Noon Eastern to enter. And then on Monday, we're going to tell you who won.
0: Uh, Something else, a quick piece of business we want to take care of before we get started on the show today. Um, the, The voicemails that we've been playing on the air have apparently sounded very breathy. Like, What does that mean? However, I was processing them. It sounded like the people leaving messages were gasping for air.
1: (laughs) A processor is like for audio is like a filter for a photo, right?
0: Mm, Yes. So I, you know, would get the voicemails in and I would try to make them sound as good as possible. But apparently some people sounded like they needed a call to 911. I think I have fixed that. Okay, cool. So uh, just know that if you were on the show in the past few days, I'm sorry for giving you a lung disorder that you never had. And if that was one of the things driving you nuts, I think I fixed it. We'll play a voicemail or two on, the, on, the, on today's episode. And y'all can message me and let me know. But I think, <laughs> I, think I got it covered.
1: Totally switching gears. I have made a self-care life decision. Okay. Um, As many of you know, we have been trying to get pregnant for probably, well, in total, about a year. Um, We got pregnant in November, lost our baby in January. We've been trying to get pregnant since then. And I realized that I was becoming so obsessed with it that it was taking up way too many thoughts in my head. And I have changed my tune on getting pregnant.
0: All right, now- before we talk about you changing your tune, let's talk about the original tune because I didn't notice you were obsessed with it, did I?
1: No, but I was just thinking about it all the time. And why didn't you
0: say anything?
1: Um, because it's kind of personal, like, there's nothing that anybody could have really done done. It was just in (laughs) my head.
0: But doing what has got to be done in order for you to get pregnant is kind of personal too. Well, I'm your husband. That's kind of personal too.
1: Right. So I don't think you can really understand it unless you are someone that has been trying to get pregnant, but it really does consume. I mean, so uh, not every minute of your day, but subconsciously you're thinking about it all the time. And I decided I was tired of thinking about
0: so, it. Well, so what were you, what was like, what were you thinking? Like what was going on in your head pre-changing your tune?
1: It's literally everything from, did I take the right test today? Oh, there's something on my app. There's new information. I should read about this. Oh, my head kind of hurts. I wonder if that means I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh, I'm sore here. Does that mean I'm pregnant? This, that, this, that, wait a minute. Did I, you know... Like reading too much into what your body's doing. Oh my gosh, I felt a movement in my stomach. Does that mean I'm pre like it's just a lot and it's every little thing. And some of it's like super personal body stuff to where you're just like reading into every single little thing. But I just found it to be exhausting and
0: And why and and I and why didn't you share it with with me? Like I'm not, it sounds like I'm hurt by it, but I'm not. I'm um, just I'm genuinely curious as to why you kept that to yourself.
1: Because it just felt like it taking up more space if i said it out loud like
0: because then you would have to t- then you knew i would ask you
1: right and i didn't really want to talk about it because it was just something in my head so if you have like you know x amount of you know time in the day like if you see your life as a your head your brain as like a daily calendar okay. it was taking up too much of my time and impeding me from doing other things it was just clogging up too much brain space. Because
0: you were just paralyzed by thinking about it or because you were going down wormholes and rabbit holes on the internet to find-
1: uh, Both, depending on the day. Huh. But I have just decided that I you, would-
0: You held it, hit it well.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot that goes <laughs> on in my head. Let's be honest. I have a very overactive brain. And I decided to set a date- which for me is like January one. And I just kind of said to myself, if I'm not, I'm going to let it go and ha- you know, have fun, enjoy be- being with you. And if I'm not pregnant by January 1st, I'm going to make a doctor's appointment and say, Hey, what are we going to do next? Cause I'm ready for the next step until that date. I'm done thinking about it. I'm done taking pregnancy tests. I'm done.
0: So when did you decide that January 1 was your was your date?
1: Well, my doctor said um, after the miscarriage was totally wrapped up, which was like that mid-February, uh-huh. she told me that we could start trying whatever. And I was like, okay, so should I come back in six months if I'm not pregnant? And she's like, honestly, give it a year. And if we're not pregnant in a year, come back and we'll chat.
0: No, I'm talking about when did you decide to make January you were obsessing about it, even though she said, come back in a year. I knew that part. Oh,
1: um, but when did
0: you make the decision in to to make it January one?
1: Just when did I say I'm just making a date and
0: yeah. screw it? How long ago? Uh,
1: about a month ago.
0: And how has it, has it worked?
1: Yeah, it's been really freeing. And the thing is, is like me obsessing about it every five second isn't, seconds isn't going to get me pregnant any faster. And um. I just feel like sometimes when we, sometimes we can hold ourselves captive by our thoughts. You know? Oh,
0: oh a thousand percent. We uh, You did this too. Yes. Analysis to paralysis.
1: And it really is becomes it. What is something that's important in your life yeah. can become overwhelming and stressful and not fun anymore. And I think we're, we're not in control of our feelings all the time, but I think we can do things to help ourselves get out of those things. And I just didn't like my mental state when I was thinking about that every five seconds. So I'm like, I'm going to set a date. And until then, I'm going to let it go.
0: And was it like a switch? Or did you have a period of time where you were having to remind yourself that you weren't going to obsess? No, you
1: know me. When I decide on something, it's, um, it's done.
0: I, I I wish I had that gift because I know it's totally different, but like, I get obsessed with stuff, like, and it's. I when I say it's totally different, like it it couldn't be any farther from more serious, right? Mm Then, but like, we got notified a couple days ago that we were approved to be on iHeart Podcasts, Mm -hmm. and I this morning got up and I have a to do list that's that's about a page long, and I have stuff that I needed to do around the house and a couple errands to run. But for whatever reason, I became fixated on making a graphic that had the iHeart (laughs) Podcasts logo on it. And seriously, an hour into my day, I was still working on it. And I was like, how, why, why did this happen? Why did I become obsessed? Why did I become
1: fixated? And I wish I had And that. it's hard to stop yourself and pull yourself out of it and be like, this is not. And here's the thing with the pregnancy thing. It's weird because it is a big deal to me. And it's something I want. I sound kind of flippant about it. And I'm not, I just, um, I know myself very well, and I spiral very quickly, and I can identify things that put me into almost a depressive and anxious cycle. Like, I've, I've been dealing with anxiety and, and mild depression for so long that I know when something's triggering me and how quickly that spirals for me, and I've learned to head it off.
0: But heading it, like, how do you shut it off? Whether it's as serious as trying to have a baby or as insignificant as doing a project that's, that's a not a, that's a time waste that doesn't have to be done at that moment. How do you get your brain to flip the switch?
1: It's, it starts with your actions. I think so. Whereas every morning I would get up and open my pregnancy app and read whatever information they had or whatever, stop it with you. Like once you look at the clock and you're like, I spent an hour on this, put the phone down. Or but put I, the, like, whatever it is. But I was
0: so close to being finished. I, right. just, I just needed five more minutes.
1: <laughs> right. Which but turns into
0: 20, which turns into another hour.
1: Once you, st- you tell yourself something and you stop the first time, you realize you can. It's like what you were talking about with working out. Like, once you get out of the house and walk half a mile, you're like, something in your brain is like, oh, I can do this. Like, when I didn't pick up my app the first day, I'm like, oh.
0: It's the, possible for the, me
1: to survive and breathe in my everyday life and not pick up the phone and look at a pregnancy app. Like, and the world's,
0: the world's still spinning and we're all still here.
1: And I feel better.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I don't feel good today because I did not go for my walk. If you haven't seen the video yet, <laughs> it's because we have, we we had last night this rainstorm that came up out of nowhere. And... Uh, with tons of wind and a bunch of like leaves and branches flew off trees and stuff. So when I left the house this morning, there is a wet branch on one of the steps. And our security camera caught me falling. So I decided not to go for a walk.
1: Two things you need I'm, to know.
0: And I'm fine now. But. One,
1: we have some very sweet listeners that were so concerned about you. And I'm like, oh no, oh, no, no, no. No, they were. Yes, I they saw were. the yes, comments on Facebook. Yes, they were.
0: I saw the comments on my Instagram page. People are laughing. They're Jeff off.
1: loves people watching people fall. Yeah. Um, so it's like a it's like a hilarious trigger for him. Like he cannot stop laughing when he sees someone falling. And um, it's just an instant uncontrollable reaction. The other thing I wanted to point out is that I got home today. What time did I get home? Like noon Yeah. and the wet branch was still on the steps and I moved it. So thank you for (laughs) looking out for me. (laughs) Sorry.
0: Uh, I thought that the, um, you know, the, the movement, the velocity of my Feet kicking out from underneath me would have spun the branch off into the bushes. No, but
1: it was still there waiting for me.
0: Apparently it didn't. So yeah, I did not get to do my workout today, but I'm happy you're you're reprogramming your brain because I know that's tough to do. So congratulations on that.
1: Working on it one day at a time, one step at a
0: time. We need your input on the show tomorrow um, via our uh, voicemail, which is... Well, I'll give you the number in a second. But the topic is... Something that Callie did that I didn't even realize she was doing until after the fact. I was hanging pictures in the living room and she just stayed silent while I lost my mind hanging those pictures because she knew that any bit of involvement would have started a fight.
1: It would have because I could see the tension rising up. And I think my mom texted me halfway through you hanging the pictures or something like that. Yeah. Because I was Insta-storying it. And uh, my mom was like, Kelly, keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything while he's hanging that. And never hang wallpaper together. And I was like, what? (laughs) And then I got an influx of Instagram messages of like, oh, my gosh, me and my husband had the biggest fight of our relationship when we fill in the blank. And some of the stories were hilarious.
0: We need that for the show tomorrow. The, what you and your significant other can never do together without it resulting in a huge fight. It
1: doesn't mean you don't love each other. It just means that it is a relationship. No, no.
0: Here is, um, we mentioned this on the show just the other day, real briefly. And here's one call that we got about it.
1: My name is Stephanie I live in Roswell um, I'm calling about what couples should not do together install car seats my husband <laughs> and I have three kids and um, when our oldest was an infant we tried to work together to install the infant car seat And after that, we never did it again together. (laughs) I handle car seats. He handles room painting because that was our other big marital fight was the way that I use a paint roller. So those are my answers. Have a great day. Thanks for the positivity.
0: All right. 800-434-5454 is our our voicemail call 24-7. And just answer this question.
1: What should couples never do together.
0: Because it'll result in a fight.
1: For sure. World, 100% of the time.
0: World War Three. All right. We, and you guys did step forward and, and help us out with something that we're doing on t- today's show uh, about assumptions. Can't remember how it came up.
1: This was a YouTuber thing for okay. a while. A lot of vloggers were doing this. And I thought it was really cool um, to see some of my favorite vloggers answering questions. And what they asked is they asked people what their assumptions were of them. So they said, what are your assumptions of me? And had people that watch their shows write in. And it's funny because a lot of the assumptions weren't true or were really far from true. So it's kind of a cool little exercise is a dumb word, but like, it's a cool little thing to get to know people and also realize that we assume a lot of stuff about each other without knowing at all.
0: Okay, so um, we asked on Instagram what assumptions you have about Callie, about me, or about us as a couple, and we are going to answer those now.
1: I assume y'all have family money slash support. No shade, just an assumption.
0: Uh, This came up a lot that somehow we are wealthy, and I will say um, we are by no means wealthy. We're not good at managing money. Callie is much better than I am at managing our money. We're learning. We're learning. We're getting better. Yep. Um but uh being totally transparent, I especially have been very blessed in my career to make a very good living, and so by a lot of standards, I think people would say that I'm well off. I definitely do better than my parents did growing up, mm-hmm. you know, knock on wood mm-hmm. and, um, and, uh, whatever, but we don't have like family support. We,
1: yeah, I had a pretty cushy life. Um, and my parents were, were successful in their own right. Um, but they haven't given me money since college. Um,
0: but we do have, you know, it's, it's, we, we do have savings and, and we're in a, a better place than I think a lot of people are. So, uh, which gives us the liberty to to trial out like this podcast thing mm-hmm. and this Callie and, and Jeff thing um so we're we're very blessed in in that regard but uh, no family money, uh, no family money. And especially when you drive around, we, we drive around just like y'all do and look at some of these houses and go, what in the world do these people do? <laughs> and someday I want to live on And that how street.
1: many, how are there so many of them? That's yes. what I get one away. Like it's not one big house. It's like 25. And I'm like, how did 25 people have this kind of money? It's crazy.
0: And if, and if you don't know this about Cali, is she thinks that she's doing a fun, good service for me when she researches our neighbors. Um, because there, there's across the street from us, there's a, a like a house that was built just a year or two ago that's so beautiful. And then if you go a half mile around the corner, there's like a whole street of all these beautiful houses. I'm like, who are these people? And Callie.
1: I'm like, oh, give me 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> right. And she looks it up and then she comes back and she reports like, that guy is your age and he's a multimillionaire and he owns his own <laughs> company and has 64 employees. And I'm like, how? How? <laughs> how? So, uh, yeah. So I, th- th- did that answer the assumption? No, yeah. fa- no, no family, family money, money. And then to address the further ones about us being rich, we are blessed, but by no means would I say that we're we're rich. We're lucky and we're comfortable. Oh, mine. Yes. Uh, uh, this is a funny follow-up to that. I assume that Callie is on an allowance of sorts.
1: I'm on her lens? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's really funny is when we first um, started like Co- not combining our finances, but like when we were dating and engaged, we started sharing credit cards and stuff like that. And, um, I asked Jeff at one point to give me an allowance cause I didn't know how to manage money. And he was like, Callie, that is so ridiculous. Um, so no, I would say if anything, I'm probably a little bit of a better money manager than Jeff.
0: I, is that true? um, I, yes,
1: but no, there's no allowances. Um,
0: Callie yeah. should put me on an allowance. I really should. <laughs> She's the one who makes the money now. I'm unemployed. She's the one drawing the salary. So she should give me an allowance.
1: That's funny. Yeah. Nope. No allowances. I assume that you get along all the time. Um, We really do for the most part.
0: We do. That's another one that came up a little bit about us fighting. Like, do you uh, you guys uh, fight? Or somebody said, I assume you guys fight and then don't tell anyone about it because it'll ruin your image. That- <laughs> the thing is, it's not that we don't fight. It's that we're both good at knowing how to walk away from a fight. Callie is much better at it than I am.
1: Here's the reality,
0: but we know how to fight. So it doesn't escalate to a fight. Does that make
1: sense? And it's not like we just inherently know how to fight like Jeff has been divorced. I was in a very serious relationship for a long time. And then we both went to therapy out, out of those freshly out of those relationships. So I think we have both, when you're in therapy, you only, you learn one, how to speak to yourself, how to speak to others. And, um, I think that's been a huge part in how we fight. We fight very well because, and very fairly, um, Jeff has never called me a name. I've never called him a name. Um, to, but your,
0: to your face. <laughs>
1: Shut up. But we've, you know, I think we've done a lot of work to know how to fight fairly. Don't you think so?
0: I, I would our dogs fight more.
1: Our dogs fight more every than, day.
0: More than we do. But uh, yeah, I've never lashed out at Kelly because a treat fell on the floor and she made a dash for it.
1: No. Nope.
0: I assume Jeff is always funny, even in private.
1: He is. Always funny. Uh, You think so? Sometimes it's annoying, but it's annoyingly funny.
0: Like in a good way? So I should keep Um, doing it?
1: Like Jeff will know that I'm insecure about something and make fun of it the whole day until I burst out in laughter because that's what he does. Like Sometimes your humor is like a third grade pulling my hair, literally humor, but he knows how to make me laugh. Yes, Uh, he's funny all the time
0: can't pull your hair because it's expensive, it expensive. and we're not rich. So <laughs> if I yank out one of them weaves, it's staying out.
1: <laughs> I assume Jeff texted Callie to tell her he was fired, not called.
0: That is not true. Uh, this is a funny story. Have we
1: not told this?
0: We might have. But when I got fired, Callie was actually on a work trip and and I knew and and she was driving to not Nashville, but somewhere close to Nashville, right?
1: Uh yeah. I was going to, I was on my way to Dollywood.
0: So, and her coworker, Robin Mead, was in the car with her. And Robin is the most cheerful, fun, happy, like she, w- when you walk into a room that Robin's in, she's like, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. Yeah. And then you, you, you're like, Robin, I saw you 15 minutes ago. And she goes, I've missed you. And she's big smile and all that. So I knew that when I called Callie, she was going to be in her car and it would be blue, and she would probably answer it on Bluetooth because she was not expecting this call. And then her super cheerful full coworker but who's also a friend of ours, would be in the car too. And I spent 30 minutes trying to decide whether or not I asked Callie to pick up the phone I- so, so that I could deliver the news privately or just blurt it out and see what happens. And I decided to blurt it out because if I did it as Pick up the phone, then you assume that somebody's in the hospital or somebody's well.
1: Dead. So, and it's funny, I wish that I could have taken a picture of Robin's face, but uh. the way that it happened like, we're in the car and I um, truly felt
0: goes, so bad. We
1: were in the well, it probably was like what right around 10 a.m. and we were driving, I was driving, and she was like, Jeff, I got to sleep in today and I got to listen to your show, and it was great. How do you think you did today? How did your show go today? And he goes, well, it was great until 9 a.m. when I got fired. And her (laughs) face, I mean, she, I started tearing up. I looked at her. She looked at me. Her mouth was wide open. I was driving. driving, Right. And she goes, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And she starts pawing through her um, purse. And she goes, I'm putting my ears in. I'm putting headphones in. Say whatever you have to say. I'm putting headphones in. And I was like, Robin, it's okay. Like, he wouldn't have called me if he, if it wasn't okay that, you know, we talked about it. Um. And, you know, she's in entertainment, so she (laughs) knows how this stuff goes. Like, yeah, so that was what happened. And her face was priceless.
0: God, that's what I should have done is I should have said, sent her a text and said, hey, Robin, will you film yourself? I'm going to call Callie and have it recorded. Uh, Callie is super excited to be a mama and Jeff is super nervous to be a dad. I would, my opinion is I would reverse those.
1: Totally opposite. Yeah. I am totally freaked out to be parents and Jeff cannot wait. Bring it. I assume that you are always the DD so Callie can get hammered.
0: That I'm always the designated driver?
1: No way, man. Uber. Uber. Uber, baby. We actually, uh, we have a rule in this house now. If we're drinking, it's Uber. It's not worth it. It's just.
0: Or friends, because now um, we live within the same couple miles of uh, some of our good friends and Callie's parents. I was about to
1: say, or my parents, because we definitely hitched a ride with my parents to two bars last weekend. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So uh, I assume Callie has a large collection of shoes. Uh, your assumption is correct.
1: I don't think there's, is there that many?
0: You have two racks that each hold like three dozen pairs of shoes. You do. Hmm. You're not like Kim Zolciak Bierman <laughs> shoe collector. <laughs> no, like but I do
1: wear heels every day.
0: They're not all those like fancy red b- bottom, you know, whatever, but yeah. you, you do enjoy a shoe
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you do enjoy a shoe bargain.
1: I do. I do. Oh, my turn. (laughs) Uh, I assume you eat really well every single day.
0: Wrong. I assume y'all are not cat people. Hashtag dogs are the best.
1: Uh, I am a former cat person exclusively and Jeff loves cats. Jeff would love to have a cat and he actually had a cat. Um, that he didn't. It, it became his ex-wife's cat, but <laughs> he used to have. It, one. Lost
0: it in the divorce. He
1: lost it with his goatee in the divorce.
0: Didn't get. Didn't get custody of the cat.
1: Um, I assume that y'all have such a supportive relationship.
0: Uh, I think we do. Nobody has ever supported me as much as Callie has in good times and bad, and also, um, is honest. Like calls me when I'm wrong or out of line or whatever. Like, Callie calls it. Um, yeah. And so, And I think that's a form of support, yeah. like calling somebody on their BS.
1: We are um, definitely each other's number one cheerleaders. Do you think I support you? Yeah, I feel so supported by you. Jeff has been my number one cheerleader for everything. I mean, Jeff is really good about pushing me out of my comfort zones, hence why we even have a podcast in the
0: first place. Man, it took me a year to talk her into doing this podcast, yes. and now she's better at it than I am.
1: Lies, but... Um, yeah he's support he is my number one cheerleader five thousand percent
0: all right, let's do three more and then be done with these assumptions. Okay. um whose turn is it yours or yours, mine? okay. I assume that Jeff doesn't like people with accents because years ago he said that on the Burt show.
1: Did you actually say that?
0: I did, but I was probably joking. Oh, um. I don't care if you have an accent. I mean it depends on the accent <laughs> but it probably. i mean it it probably makes you hotter yeah. right like yeah. Especially if you're... It's so
1: funny. I feel like you could Yeah, this is
0: from a woman. So that... what And uh, yeah, I would guarantee you...
1: No, don't. What? Yeah, I would just,
0: just... What? I guarantee you her accent would make her hotter.
1: You don't know.
0: Just let it go. Why? You can... You're telling me that women don't think certain accents are hotter. You said that English, British accents are hotter, didn't you?
1: No, I think accents are super hot. I'm just saying, like... Don't guess that she has one, but it is funny. I feel like Jeff could write a well, book. Well,
0: yeah, she, of course she has one. I, oh, you think it because. Don't. What? I'm not profiling. She asked about accents and she has a Spanish name. Anyways,
1: I feel as though people could fill a book of things that you said sarcastically or snarkily. Is that a word from your old show, from the Burt Show? Um, that you were totally kidding about. Oh,
0: a hundred percent. Like you would
1: never get on the radio and be like, I hate people with that. Like that's no, 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 no. You would never say that seriously.
0: A hundred percent. I wouldn't, but you know, my job on that show is to stir the pot and be antagonistic or whatever, but there probably are things. I mean, I've been doing radio since I was 20 years old. Mm -hmm. So I'm much older than that now. So in the course of my career, I have evolved and become a different person. So I am sure there are opinions that I held and st- and hard positions that I took even a few years ago, that would be totally different now because mm-hmm. people grow and evolve and, and stuff. So, uh, yeah, but no, I don't, hate anyone with an accent. Yeah. I mean, some people, but it has nothing to do with their accent. (laughs) I mean, I do hate people. There are people like the people who throw those dental floss sticks on the ground. Like if you throw a dental stick floss on the floss stick on the ground and you have an accent, I hate you, but not because of your accent because (laughs) Because the dental (laughs) floss floss
1: is really disgusting.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Two more. I assume for some, or
1: I assume for some reason, Callie doesn't cuss. You know what's funny is I actually have a really bad mouth. I just don't cuss on Instagram because so many of my friends um, listen with their kids around and I don't want to be the person teaching kids cuss words. But um, off Instagram and off of this, I actually have a pretty bad mouth.
0: It's not that. It, it, I think it's gotten better. Like, I think it was worse. And I don't know if it's your job. It was
1: worse. Totally. Because I used to work in music. <laughs>
0: right. Well, that's what I was just I don't know if it's your job because you are around a lot. You worked primarily with like, you know, dudes who were like dudes, dudes who'd cuss a lot and this. And now you work in an environment where you're not you could get in trouble. It's a little for more cussing. buttoned up. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's a little more corporate, a little more buttoned up. I have to watch my mouth a little bit more. So yeah, I probably well, don't cuss. And
0: you could be around a live microphone. Like that was what I was talking about, not the corporate setting.
1: Right. Well, that and I'm not gonna drop an F bomb with the right. head of my company, but we used to do that all the time, even on conference calls when I worked in music. It was just like, eh. Uh, so know, it's blah, 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 blah. yeah.
0: Okay. Last one. I assume that Jeff is a grammar Nazi because once I sent a reply to a tweet and you corrected it snarkily. Well, okay. A couple things. One, um, is this the second time that we've used the word snarkily in one show? Yeah. I kind of like that word. That's impressive. And two, um, I am going to guess that I wasn't really correcting your grammar because I kind of don't care. I probably didn't like what you were tweeting me. So that was my retaliation.
1: Yeah. Jeff doesn't do that out of like you, you spell, you know, wrong
0: version of your wrong version
1: of your, he does it when he thinks you're being mean. And he does it to be like, if you're going to insult me, at least.
0: Right. At least get your do it correctly. At least get your contract contractions. Right.
1: All right. I actually have one more. Uh, (laughs) I don't know whether to be offended by this one or not. I assume you don't have any friends but each other.
0: Oh, that's sad. No, we have friends. Well, Callie does, and
1: I'm working on it. <laughs> Do you think that I have friends?
0: Yes, you Callie has a ton of friends. Callie is very social and she she has a ton of friends. I'm working on my friends because I keep a very tight circle, right? Of friends, of people. Jeff keeps a
1: tight circle and he's also a little bit socially awkward.
0: It's okay. I want to get my own back on this. I, it's not that I'm socially awkward. It's that my career for, for two decades plus didn't allow me a lot of weeknight activities, right? So if I was going out on a random Tuesday night, it's because it was some sort of organized thing. Okay, don't, you're giving me a look like, no, you're just awkward. Let me explain. Mm-hmm. My job made it difficult for me to go out during the week. So I didn't have a lot of practice calling people up going, hey, you want to go grab a beer? And then during the day, most people work nine to five jobs. So I didn't have a lot of people that I could call up at two in the afternoon and be like, hey, you want to hang out? Unless they were Mm -hmm. other people who worked the same shift that I did. So I'm out of practice. So now that I find myself with more time available, I don't know how to behave.
1: We've had a couple of situations (laughs) in the past, like since he got fired really, because that's when the more free time thing started. And he, I remember we were sitting in our kitchen like a month ago and he looks at me. I had just, I was getting ready to go to bed. It's probably seven o'clock. And Jeff looks at me and goes, I really wish that I could just go down the street to hearth and have a beer with a friend. And I looked at him and I was like, why don't you text Paul, who lives down the street, and ask him if he wants to go get a beer? Well, that's weird. I'm like that's not weird. That's how you make friends. And I was like, why don't you text Paul? Here's what you say, and see if he'll meet you for a beer. And didn't he?
0: No, I or was didn't that a different do it. Name? Oh, no, you didn't I didn't, I didn't do it because it weirded me out. And then when I actually do do it, I end up getting burned, and then I have to go to cat. Like, let me. You
1: don't get burned. This is not a burn. Uh,
0: this is a. Let me explain to you what happened ladies and gentlemen, last night when I tried to make a friend, okay? <laughs> I said- Can you
1: call him out by name on air since he's listening?
0: I said to uh, Callie, um, I am going to go. She goes to- Callie goes to bed at like between 7.30 and 8 every night. So I said, after you go to bed, I'm going to go get a slice of pizza and have a beer. That was my big plan, right? Yes. And I said, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to invite my friend Nick to join me because he doesn't live too far. And Callie's always pushing me to get out there and make friends. Yeah. So I send Nick a text message. And I say, about to grab a beer and a pizza if you haven't had dinner yet. To which he responds almost immediately, I'm literally heading to Mexican as we speak. And then he doesn't say anything else.
1: He doesn't have to say anything else.
0: What was, does that mean... Then I'm supposed to follow up and go, Would you like pizza instead? Or is that an invite to the no, Mexican you just restaurant? Leave it.
1: You can just leave it there. It's but, fine. But what you should have said was, hey man, about to grab a slice of pizza. Do you want to meet me? And then you would have gotten a yes or no answer. You have to set yourself up. I for did. Yes I wrote,
0: one. if you haven't had dinner yet.
1: That's not definite enough. And then you have to ask a question.
0: And then then he wrote back, then I wrote back to him. Because it bothered me, even though you told me not to write back 10 minutes later, I did because oh it bothered me. And I just wrote Mexican pizza because I said pizza just, and he was oh, going to Mexican. And then I wrote Mexican made it pizza.
1: awkward. See, one step too far. One step too far. You should have just left it there. And next time, ask a question that someone has to respond with a definitive... That was a
0: question. Them.
1: No, Jeff, not for you. You can't handle this. You're not there yet. You're not there yet. Let's start at beginner level.
0: And then he wrote back, I'm getting fried chicken chicken tacos, but let's make a plan to hang sometime though. So that's kind of a brush off, isn't it?
1: It's not a brush off. It's, hey, I really want tacos in the same way that you want pizza. Let's do it another night.
0: Well, I would have gone to gone to tacos if he'd invited me.
1: Nick, you're in trouble. <laughs> does so. he listen to podcasts? I think he does.
0: Uh, anyways, he's going to listen to this one. I'm going to give him a heads up and be like, dude, called you out for breaking my heart. Uh, All right. So that's the end of our assumptions. That's the end of my social life. That's the end of today's episode of The
1: Upside. I'm kind of sad that was over. That was fun. Thank you for listening to The Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside.
0: A reminder that we're looking for your input for tomorrow's show. Things couples can't do together. And... Uh, And you do that, by the way, with our phone number 800-434-5454. Things you can't do as a couple that would end up causing a fight if you did. Hang wallpaper, install car seats, a row of picture frames. Mm -hmm. Uh, So leave us those voicemails. Have you spoken to your dad since... His special episode aired yesterday. You know
1: what's funny is I haven't. I was on the same text that you were with him, and my dad was like, I don't listen to my own voice because he's very like Cali dollar about it. Um, but he not only listened, but he asked for a coffee because he wants to send it to his high school friends. They have a club, it's called the Coffee Club, so he's sending it to the coffee club. So I think he
0: well, he did a great job. He and if you, such a good job. If you haven't heard it yet, episode 38 is a special edition of The Upside with Callie's dad talking about his experience as an executive at Delta Airlines on September 11th, 2001. Hi, I'm Taylor. I'm in Douglasville. I just wanted to call and thank you guys for sharing your stories today about your 9-11 experiences. I was in fifth grade when it happened. I don't remember much about that day other than watching TV for most of the day, and kids being checked out left and right. I don't think I truly appreciated the magnitude of that day until last October when my husband and I went to the 9-11 Museum and Memorial in New York City. It's powerful. It's overwhelming, and it's emotional. And I just want to say thank you
1: to all the first responders who sacrificed daily. I now have a new perspective of that. My husband's a firefighter for our local county, and it means
0: so much that they're willing to put their lives and safety on the line every day for a community that doesn't always appreciate them. So, thank you to all first responders. We will never forget. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Christy Jett calling from Denham Springs, Louisiana. I had to call in because um, when I heard how excited Jeff was that he got reposted by the Omni Amelia Island, that's how happy and excited I felt when Jeff reposted me on instagram when i was talking about the upside and i was just so excited and callie reached out and messaged me and called me her friend and that just both made my day i love you guys i feel like you are my friend um and just wishing you the best on the podcast keep it going love you guys thank you bye
1: hi callie hi Jeff. my name's lisa i'm from canada I was introduced to you by T-Bird. I discovered T-Bird a few years ago through the family and had the amazing opportunity to meet her at one of the Castaway events in Mexico. She is the greatest thing since sliced bread and I'm so happy that she's working with you guys because I discovered you. And I've goosebumps as I'm saying this, but um, you guys are gonna make a big difference in the world and you've made a big difference in mine already. Uh, just the way I feel towards other people and the positivity that I didn't know that I had, and it's just a great thing, and thank you so much and I don't know what else to say. I feel like I just want to keep talking to you guys and have coffee, but i'm I'm just talking to a machine, so I hope you guys all have an awesome day. Take care. Ethically, some
0: cat poop, okay,
1: bye.